You're listening to the Making a Multi-Million Dollar Med Spa Podcast, where we have real conversations about what it takes to run a successful business. Thank you for joining us as we showcase and share our day-to-day successes, and even more importantly, failures and mistakes, and host some of our peers, colleagues, and other experts in the field. Welcome to the making of a multi-million dollar med spa. I'm Kathy Toronto, and I'm here with my business partner and husband, Matt. Same last name, Toronto. Yes, that's right. And we're really excited to do this episode because it's our very first episode of the making of a multi-million dollar med spa. The podcast. That's right. We're entering the world of podcasts. So, all right. So just to get started, I thought we would introduce ourselves, give a little bit of background about why you got in the industry, mm-hmm. You know, what makes you an expert in the med spa arena. Well, a lot of years. I'm old, but uh, I got in this industry in the mid-90s. I actually got in very early. Um, I was an independent rep. Uh, Back then, the companies didn't use employees. They used independent reps. So I actually repped like four different types of lasers, microderm braiders, skincare lines, Um, had a van, would load it up. I traveled 70,000 miles a year. It was crazy. Um, Became a laser trainer so I could not only sell the equipment, but teach how to use the equipment. And then in 2001, I thought, you know what, we, I'm asking people to buy this equipment. I would be better at that if I owned it and used it. And so I started Aestheticare, our clinic. But you're not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have no initials behind my name at all. But uh, I just thought, you know, I, I thought it looked fun. Um, I thought uh, my business background would help. And so obviously we had a doctor, uh, but started small in a thousand square feet with one nurse, one esthetician, and me. Uh, it was crazy. We didn't have a lot of money. Obviously, these things can be a little expensive to open. So for marketing, I literally would go to grocery stores and put flyers into windshields. I hired some of my friend's kids to go through neighborhoods and hang door like door hangers on the doorknobs mm-hmm. uh, just to let people know we existed. Um, but that was 20 years ago. And so people are probably wondering, you know, we're, we're doing a podcast about making a multi-million dollar med spa. Mm-hmm. What was the revenue last year at Aestheticare? So it was kind of interesting because we opened our second location about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So um, we've been very fortunate in 20 years. We've had 20 consecutive years of at least double digit growth. Um, and last year, for the first time, we broke $9 million in our one location. And we opened up Aestheticare Liberty, which is a suburb about 40 minutes away. Um, about a year and a half ago. In our first year, our goal, this is a very small clinic, 1,500 square feet. Um, our goal was to do a million dollars, and we did 2.1 million. So our combined revenue is about 11.3, 11.4 million. It's huge. Okay, so now I'll let you go back to you know just getting started, but I think it's just important for our listeners to hear like how successful we are now so that now going into it, it's just so important to hear those steps along the way. Well, you know, I think... I think in any industry, you want to gravitate towards people who have credibility. And I think what makes us different at Mint Aesthetics, and and you'll talk about Mint in in a minute here, Mint is our training consulting company, is we are not somebody who we worked at a clinic for a few years and now we're consulting or we owned it for a couple of years sold it and now we're consulting uh we've owned it for 20 years and i think we plan on owning it for another 20 because we love it and uh and it's just going so well so we really with our consulting clients and you know doing things like this podcast it's about having an open book and showing them, listen, here's what we do. And I'm not saying we're perfect. In fact, we've made a lot of mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes, but hopefully we learn and we can teach you from those mistakes. But we've done a lot of good things. 
and we've learned a lot along the way. You know, with Mint, as, as you know, we've worked with over 1,600 clinics, and we pull things from those clinics too. So we use aesthetic hair as a model. Uh, but I think the biggest thing, um, and I think you can attest to this, is Man, I get up every morning and I never dread going to work. I love it. You know, we've assembled this amazing team, which is the most important thing you can do is surround yourself with just wonderful human beings, wonderful uh, employees who are passionate, they work hard, they're fun to be around, they're ethical. And uh, if you do this the right way, it's just amazing. It's so much fun. So what do you think are is one or a few of the most like the, the most impactful or factors that really contribute to going from that, you know, one nurse, one esthetician to doing over 9 million at one location last year and then opening a new location and hitting that you know, over $2 million mark in the first year. Well, you know, um, the best quote I've ever heard about running a business and really the way that I want to run my business is by uh, Richard Branson, who owns Virgin. And he said, train your staff so well that they could leave you and get any job they want, but treat them so well that they will never leave you. And uh, one of the things we're most proud of is the first nurse we hired 20 years ago is still here. We just don't have turnover. Do you think she stays because you like to scare her in the hallway? I do like to scare my employees all the time. Yeah, I think it's a love-hate. But um, no, you know, we pay really well. We treat them really really well. We have great benefits. Um, I think we're very, very proactive in staying up to date on the latest technology, whether it's lasers or radio frequency or ultrasound. Same with kind of the skincare product, the retail product line. Um, we invest a lot of money into learning from others, bringing trainers in, sending our staff out. And um, I tell you, it's such a simple recipe for business success and not just in aesthetics, just hire amazing people don't hire average people mm -hmm. treat them amazingly well pay them well encourage them you know make sure that you're making them better at their craft all the time and when you do that i mean i'm not saying it's easy but it's kind of easy well i i've always told you you're my favorite speaker <laughs> she has to because she's married to <laughs> no but that's really mm -hmm. true but i think you know the the level of success that aesthetic care has had is so important but you're also, like you said, so willing to share our successes, but also our failures and try to make it fun along the way, not only for our aesthetic care team, but also for our Mint clients. And so I think it's really important. I will tell you, in all honesty, you know, of all the clinics we work with and between you and I, I mean, we we speak at hundreds of aesthetic conferences throughout North America. Um, bad clinics give us a bad name. You know, clinics that don't do well, that mm -hmm. that damage people's skin, that don't treat people well, it's not good for our industry. Um, we know firsthand, I really think the, the biggest issue, I, I, I believe 80% of the clinics I've worked with are undertrained, and some of them dramatically undertrained. I've always said the best money we ever spend is when we make our staff better. When we can make our staff better, they get better results from their treatments, they have happier clients, and we get more referrals. And so, um, yeah, I, I just think that it's important that we share. And and again, I think we're unique. When we work with our consulting clients, I mean, we show them our numbers. Here's what we generate. Here's what we pay in payroll. Here's how we do our marketing. Here's how we teach our consultations. I mean, it, like I said, it's an open book because as a consultant, and I'm sure you agree, there's nothing better than when we work with a client and a year later, two years later, they're just doing amazingly well because it gives you a lot of gratification that you were able to be a part of that. It's so much fun. It's mm -hmm. so rewarding. So, you know, just a little bit about me. So I started in this industry. Oh, yeah. Here, let's talk I, about you. Well, I know. I, mean, I like you know, to talk about me. Well, I love to talk about you, I'm too. kidding. Yeah. 
Um, but just to get to know kind of a little bit about my background as well. So I started in this industry in January of 2000 and actually I worked the cosmetic counters. You were five years old. I know. I was just going to say, you know, we just looks. start about the same mm-hmm. time, but you're only about two years older than me. Mm-hmm. That's she likes to say that. I actually started a lot longer before. <laughs> um, and I started as a rep, a skincare mm-hmm. rep for a cosmeceutical company. And I stayed with that company for about seven years. And it really opened my eyes to so many things in the industry. I mean, I always joke that, you know, before that, I didn't even know what an esthetician was. I probably couldn't pronounce it, much less spell it. Mm-hmm. And um, But they taught me, you know, everything from facials to body wraps. And I think even more importantly about just high-level customer service, because my clients were the Golden Door Med Spas, the Four Seasons, you know, these really high-end experiences that, Growing up in my youth, I didn't get Mm -hmm. or have exposure to. And so to see that was really amazing. Um, And then as the industry shifted towards more of the medical side, which you also saw were a big part of, you know, I wanted to get involved in that. Mm -hmm. And so I decided that I Well, I think I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that's so vital about the years you had in that is, you know, we always talk about this is not insurance-based medicine. It's retail. And so you really were immersed in the retail side of it, Mm -hmm. which I think is a huge benefit in your teaching because, again, we are a retail business. You know, we're asking people to spend money on things they do not need. It's a want. And so treating it like a retail business, I think that gave you some great experience there. It was amazing experience. And all of my, well, all of my college years actually spent in retail. Mm -hmm. So working for, you know, Estee Lauder and Calvin Klein and some of those companies. But I think, you know, in our industry, once I'd been in it, excuse me, for so many years, I just wanted to make a bigger impact in the skin in a shorter period of time. And I saw that lasers were definitely the way to go versus a French skincare line. Right. So, um, you know, I decided, well, hey, why don't I sell lasers? So I decided that in order to sell lasers, I should know how to use them. So I went and took laser physics and safety and all the hands-on courses and fortunately started working with a distributorship and, and a company that also had a clinic. And so I fell in love with the clinical side of things and the way that the economy went in Arizona, the crash, laser cells also crashed. Back in 07, 08, 09, yep. yep. Yep, so I started a laser rental company and I would get up four in the morning, go pack up the laser, drop it off, pick it up at night. And that part of my career really got me into the inner workings of a lot of different med spas, mm-hmm. plastic surgeons, dermatologists, you know, medical spas to see like how were how was their team treated, how were they trained, you know, how did they treat their clients, how successful or not successful, you know, all those pieces, which is also I think such a big piece to my career. Um, so that as the industry did come back, you know, um, you know, the the cells of lasers came back, but at that point I had fallen in love with training. And so in 2010, Arizona changed laws and required all of the laser providers, whether it was an MD or an esthetician, to take a specific course. And so I teamed up and we developed the first state-approved laser facility. So I taught and ran that clinic for a number of years. I then fell in love with this guy from Kansas City. (laughs) I tell you, we made a lot of mistakes and we want to share our mistakes. This is one of hers. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. (laughs) And it brought me to Kansas City. And so... I mean, to leave the horrible place like Scottsdale, (laughs) that terrible place, to come to God's country here in Kansas City. Oh, it's just the best decision I ever made. You know that. 
I do. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, and to be able to work with the aesthetic care team and to really double the growth, you know, been a part of that since I came on board even, and then to do Mint Aesthetics together, which really has become such a passion of mine to be able to take all the all that we've learned at aesthetic care and to organize it into methods and um, courses and ways that are so much easier to implement into a clinic. Um, I think, you know, I've just, I just love doing that. Like I love all the details in that. You love the whole big picture of it. And I, I don't think, like details. Yeah. I think between the two of us, it mm-hmm. works really well. Yeah. I think um, it, we have a good synergy, you know, we have our clinics and obviously we learn a lot every day from those. And, and I, I will tell you, I think this is such an amazing time to be in aesthetics. And um, we've had ridiculous growth. Six of the busiest months in our 20-year history have been in the last 12 months. And so we're moving this direction. I think we barely scratched the surface. But what you've done with Mint is take everything that we do, plus everything we've learned from other clinics, and sharing it with clinics all over. And I think the industry has shifted so much. I remember back in the 90s and really the early 2000s, Almost every doctor I worked with was a plastic or a derm. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, it is internal medicine, OBGYN, family practice, ER. Um, I, I remember a psychiatrist I worked with in Little Rock, Arkansas, who opened a clinic. Three sisters were nurses, and they ended up having this wonderful clinic. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the, the industry is unique right now because, one, there was a poll recently in primary care. And uh, they pulled 1,900 primary care doctors, primary care being internal medicine, family practice, OBGYN, and ER. And um, they said, hey, would you want one of your children to be a primary care Mm. doctor? 98% said no. Not crazy. 51% said they were actively looking for other ways to generate revenue. Now, aesthetics seems to be a very attractive business for a lot of these people. Um, The problem is, and and, nothing against doctors, doctors go to school for 12 years. And it's hard to become a doctor. And, but they don't go to school for 12 years to, to be a business person. And so I think we have an opportunity to share the business side of it and help them. A lot of these are owned by doctors. Some, like us, are owned by business people. Um, but kind of show them a roadmap, you know, kind of be a guide. And uh, it really is fun, especially we love, you know, starting from scratch mm-hmm. and helping them build it. But, you know, we work with so many clinics who open and maybe they're not doing quite as well as they had hoped. Um, maybe they're doing well and they're just looking to take that next big step. Um, but we love it. We love people come to Kansas City and see what we're doing. Obviously, we travel to meetings. Uh, talk about you've done such an amazing job on the clinical training side. And you teach and your team teaches so many. You know, we're not married to one company, right? We teach a bunch of different technologies and protocols. Um Kind of talk a little bit about how that's grown over the last seven years. It's Definitely. been amazing. Sure. So I actually love everything you just said because that's really why we decided to do this podcast was because we've grown so much. We've learned so much and our passion to share it has always been there. And that just gives us you know, a way that we can have a wider spread. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what we want to share is exactly what you just said on the business side. But then in addition to that, the clinical side, because I mean, hey, we have the most amazing clinical team in the country. You know, Judy's been with us for 20 years, but look at the rest of our team. Mm-hmm. 10 years, 15 years, so many of them have been with us for such yeah, a long the, period Yeah, the combined time. experience of our staff, last time I looked, is about 220 years in aesthetics. It's Not ridiculous. in nursing, but in aesthetics, yeah. They, they blow my mind 
by what they're capable of doing. And um, and I and I've loved getting to experience that with them and be a part of that and get to bring them on and train them as they get going and then get to live that journey with them. Because for me, I'm much more on the clinical side. Like I, I love that. I'm still doing procedures. Um, because I love it. And and so, you know, I think one of the things that I've really enjoyed doing is taking procedures and, you know, dialing it back to the most tiny detail so that when we do bring someone on, the onboarding process is more streamlined. We have a team that is on the same page because going from two to three people, it's, it's a lot easier to get two to three people on the same page than it is to get 39, mm-hmm. you know? And so really being able to give them a process to come on board, get trained up and going quicker than what we did before through the e-courses, but then, you know, of course, the face-to-face hands-on and shadowing and mm-hmm. everything else that we do within that process. But I, I think, you know, one of the big needs that I saw in study care was this onboarding process. But then also that same need that I would hear from all these clinics that we worked with where, you know, they, they would come in, they would have the training here at Mint Aesthetics and they would go home and they would call back and say, we just loved it so much, but now we're home by ourselves. Like I have nobody to talk to about it. You know, I need some resources at home. And so that's really what started the whole idea of the e-courses was those two things, streamlining our onboarding process, but then also giving that to other clinics to make it easier on them so they don't have to come back and forth to Kansas City so often, even though we love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and to give them some answers if, you know, if they haven't picked up and done a, they haven't done a halo treatment for a little bit or they're considering doing BBL or Moxie or dermaplaning or hydrofacial mm-hmm. or cool sculpting. Laser hair removal. Yeah, all those, yeah. yeah, they can take a look at the e-courses mm-hmm. and see exactly what that process looks like. And it really gives them a better place to jump off from. Well, I think what's so critical there and, and what I think is so impressive about the e-courses, if I'm not mistaken, there's right around 100 hours of content mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. So I think it's nice that you were able to develop a program that's very affordable. Um, and what you said is so important because the way those e-courses are uh, um organized is if somebody is has a new person and really want to teach them laser hair removal they can go to the laser hair removal section and not only do you teach the physics the laser physics the safety which is important but also from beginning all the way up to very advanced techniques and so what you said is just having that at their fingertips i there's nothing i mean there's nothing like that in the industry and um i believe you know obviously we have I don't know, 300 members of that now. Um, But it's such a help to us. Like we just hired a brand new nurse. This will be our 18th provider. And it has gotten so much easier because of the e-courses. Because before he even starts, Mm -hmm. um, he's going to have access to watch all of that. And uh, yeah, it, it's just, you've done an amazing job on it. I mean, they're, I think they're very unique in this industry. Well, thank you. You've helped me. You know. That turned into bit. a little commercial. Didn't yes. mean to do that. But no, no. You know, the podcast itself is also going to take um, pieces of that, but look at you know our most popular procedures. We're going to share new equipment that we're considering on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going to share um, you know the business side of things, but also the clinical side of things. Maybe a, a great case that came up. You know, did some combination therapy and share some before and after photos. You know, and obviously the podcast is vocal only, but we'll have the video as well. So we're going to do a lot of that. We're really mm-hmm. excited. I think this is going to be so fun to get going with the podcast. The other thing that I'm really excited about is we're going to bring on other experts around the country. There are so, other. Experts? I know. Other than you, can I you believe it? Was it? Just us. Yeah. <laughs> I was concluding no, I, you. I know. I'm just teasing. Yeah. But so many of our friends that we've met over the years, other 
meant clients that have personally worked with us but have developed their own expertise. We're going to bring on our own team members and they're going to share mm-hmm. some of their expertise. So, you know, it's just not going to be about you and I. It's also going to be about the industry as a whole and bring in who we feel like are the really you know, the real leaders in the industry. Well, I think, you know, podcasts have exploded. You're very big into podcasts and listen to a lot of them. But uh, I think it's such a great um, media venue to, I mean, if you think about, like you said, our team members, some of the good clinics we've worked with, some of the great people in the industry, whether it's in the actual industry of lasers or skincare, um, you know, we're going to just share a lot. So hopefully you're going to enjoy this and, and we will have a blast doing it. I mean, it's just so much fun to share this knowledge that, We've been, and I got to do it quickly. I'm getting old. I'm sure I'm going to forget it soon. Very funny. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in today. Our first episode of Making of a Multi Million Dollar Med Spa with Matt and Kathy Toronto. We'll see you soon.